Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of His love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. Lord God, I thank you for your presence, the freedom that we have to approach you. And we want to give you glory and honor and praises. We stand before you, Father, and we want to see your name be lifted high. And in our desire, it's to see you in us. It's to see you move through us, Lord. And I just pray that you would touch each person here, that you would go beyond my words, that you would speak by your Holy Spirit based on where people are at and what they need to receive. I thank you, Father, that signs and wonders accompany the preaching of your word, that it doesn't stop at me, you go beyond me, and I just pray that you would do what you do so well. So we open our hearts up to what you want to say to us, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, like I said, happy Mother's Day, and and one of the things that I believe that we're called to grow in is um, celebrating each other. And uh, one of the, the reality of life is sometimes we take one, another's, one another for granted and uh, we, we take those that are close to us for granted and it's important for us to develop a culture where we celebrate. How many of you, you like to be celebrated? We all, little hands are not too high. I want to be celebrated. We, we, we all need to be celebrated and I think that we go way further when we do celebrate each other. And uh, I, I think being part of a team or a family or a unit of a church, whatever you're connected to, uh, celebrate each other goes a long way. So I invite you to grow in that and, and, to, and to learn to verbalize uh, what is in your heart for the people around, to give a, a, an appreciation for who they are. I think it's an important thing, and, and please do that and grow in that. And sometimes you, it's, you might say, well, it's not really me. It's, well, learn. Learn to verbalize. Learn to tell people how amazing they are. Because the reality is life is not easy. There's a lot of challenges that we face, right? Like I like to say, life is not a straight, a straight line. It has a lot of curves. And we need to have people there for us that are cheering us on, right? I was right there like sitting with my wife and where she, well, she's, she's, she, she changed place. And she was saying, hey, blessings on you for, for the second service. And, and it's encouraging, right, just to be there for one another. Like I said, life is not always easy. I was um, reading an article yesterday uh, in the newspaper. Um, it, was, um, it was talking about how motherhood is a challenge. And uh, the story was about uh, mothers that are looking for their kids uh, on the streets, uh, like kids that are now 30 or, or like 20s, 30s, where they're caught up in drugs. And, and one of the reality that we live today is mental illness. And, and, and because of that, there's a lot of kids on the, on the streets. And, and at the same time, there's an increase or, or there's a lot of drugs that are flowing around in communities. And, and they, were, they were focusing on the, the love of a mother, where a mother is driving during the night looking for her kid, and even paying some money out to have some some scoop of where they might be, and 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 then when it when it comes to parenting or being a mother or a father, it's a life thing, right? We all know that we have them in our in our in our arms, and now I have a privilege of doing that with a grandchild, and it's like it's amazing, but it never stops. 
uh, being a, a parent, being a father, a mother, it, it's for life. And it's a huge commitment. It seems like we don't really, we're not really aware when we become a parent, right, of how, how influential we are and, and, and how challenging it, it can be. And, and so, like I said, it's important for us to encourage one another. But, but at the same time, it's important to realize that we are a people of influence. And when you have these little ones that grow up, you're a parent for life. And it's to realize that we have a tremendous influence on people that are around you, around us. And, and you as a mother, um, I, I think it, it, it's, well, not I think, I really believe it's, it's fundamental. If, if you, as who you are, how influential you are, and how you can make a big difference in those around, around you. And sometimes we lose track of that. We lose the... Um, We lose this idea of influence, and we sometimes think that we don't matter, but we really do matter. First of all, we matter to God, but we matter to other people. And one of the messages, well, I, I spoke on that uh, last, last week, and it really is something that, why do I have a nail, is my thought was last week, who is hanging on my nail? And there's an exercise that I did with other pastors um, a few months ago that really influenced me or really got, I don't know, it really reached my heart. The thought was, who's hanging on my nail? Let's say I, I would forsake uh, my relationship with my wife or my value of Christ in my life, and I would pursue my own interests, and I would do what pleases me, and forget, forgetting about others, and I would just do what I wanted to do, how others would be affected by it. And, and the exercise was, if you would walk away from the faith, or you would walk away from your commitment, and you would, like, if you would um, do just what pleases you, or just follow follow uh, the ways of the world, of, of the culture that says, if it makes you happy, do it. If I would follow this and I would walk according to that, it, how many people would be affected by it? And the thought was, right on the paper, all the people would be affected by your, last, your lack of commitment on what God has called you to, to be involved in. And I started to write names down and I stopped because the list was too long. And it really, uh, for me, what it did, it, it caught, it brought a, uh, a soberness and it brought, it brought me to a place of God. I, I want to be conscious of the life of others. I just don't want to live only for me and for my own happiness. Not that God wants you to be miserable. God wants you to be fulfilled. And, but but there's, there's this need for me uh, to, to see that I've got a calling on my life. And, and I, I'm, I've got this significance over me to make a difference. And I don't want to lose sight of that. And, and you mothers, you have a huge impact. I'm not saying this to put more pressure on you. But it's to realize that what you do really matters. And it, it's, it's investing in the next generation, investing on people around you, and it's really significant. And I'd like to give a story or t t talk to about a story in the Bible that's found in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. There's a quote from Billy Graham. He said, the influence of a mother upon the lives of her children cannot be measured. They know and absorb her example and attitudes when it comes to the question of honesty, temperance, kindness, and industry. It's, it, we are a people of influence. And, and the thing is, to believe that I live in a vacuum, that whatever I do doesn't have a ripple effect, it's to, leave, it's to live a lie. 
And we have a ripple effect that comes out of our lives. And I've, I've got to see that as a, pr- a privilege and an honor that God wants to work through me, that God wants me to embody Christ. That is to do his will, the will of the Father, not my will, not to seek my own interests, but to seek the interests of God, and at the same time to love others like he showed us. That's what it is to embody Christ. And if you look at 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Timothy, sorry, chapter 1, verse 5, it talks about Paul that's writing his last letter to Timothy. And I had the privilege to go to Rome and see the prison where, uh, where Paul was in and also Peter. And he was in prison. He knew he was going to die. And so what he did, he writes this letter to Timothy. And Timothy was, it was his protégé. He was the one he, he wanted to see take over. So it was his son in the faith. And he writes this letter. And he, and he starts this letter on what I believe is one of the most important things in life. And that's what I want to verbalize and share to you. Second Timothy was that letter that he wrote to Timothy before he, he was killed. And it says, I remember... Your genuine faith, for you shared the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and and your mother Eunice. And I know that the same faith continues strong in you. And and the focus here is the genuine faith. And, And what Paul is saying to Timothy, he's saying, you know, son, um, I want you to be doctrinally sound. I want you to speak the truth. I want you not to be filled with the spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. And that's what, we fo- that's what follows in that letter. But he says to him first, what I really want you to remember, what I really want you to take a hold of, have a genuine faith. Have a genuine faith. When we had the privilege to travel to Europe, we were in a shop that sold leather. leather. This is where my French kicks in. Leather, leather, leather. And, and the, you could smell leather in, 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 the, in the shop. And I dare ask this guy, is it real leather? And he was kind of, it's Italian leather. Like, and, and, and there's a difference between leather and vinyl, right? If you shop for vinyl, then you know what you're going to get. But if you shop for leather and, and vinyl is given to you, it's kind of a ripoff, right? Uh, leather, like uh, when it's leather, it's, it's, it's real. You know, it's real. If you have a sofa made of leather, you know, it's not vinyl, right? It's the same thing here when Paul says to Timothy, have a genuine faith. Have your faith being real. Be real. Don't be phony. Don't put a mask on. Don't pretend. Be, be real in, in your heart. And that's the foundation that Paul gives to Timothy in his whole letter as he's going to die. So like I said, if he's going to go, if you would write a, your last letter to someone, what would you write? You would write what matters to you, right? Honestly, uh, just basic. But the reality here, he says to him, I want you to have a genuine faith that was first in your grandma and that was also, that is also in your mother. Wow. And I believe that genuine faith is contagious. I believe that Timothy watched his grandmother live a life that was true. That was not a fake. It was not an image. It was not something on display. It was genuine. And this kid grew up. 
seeing grandma that really loved God, that was sincere, that embodied Christ, that embodied Christ in the way that wanted to do the will of the Father and at the same time love others like Christ loved and, and doing her best, not perfect, but genuine, real. And the kids saw that. And, and, and I don't know when Eunice and Lois gave their life to the Lord. I don't know when that happened. But, but I know that they had a desire to be genuine. And I think that is fundamental for us in our marriage, in our relationships, as we influence others. It's to be genuine. The last thing you want to be, it's to fake in your marriage, fake raising your kid. You want to see what you get, right? And we live in a society right now, there's not a lot of genuineness. And I believe that our kids are looking to us to see genuineness. So the last thing you want to do is just go through the motion and not be genuine. And you might say, well, I'm not married. How does that affect me? Well, you are influential. You have ripples. The way you live your life influences other people around. But what really stays and what really makes a difference, it's, it's genuineness. For sure, you want to, as, as a mother or even as a father, you want to be a three-star chef, Right? especially for the other person that will eat your meal, right? Or you, you want to be super organized and, and you want to be a Mr. and Mrs. Clean where your house is spotless and, and you want to also be the gate for your kids on what they watch and what they should watch and wouldn't watch and, and you want to protect them. Like there's a lot of awesome things that we're called to do for our kids and for those that are around us. But the greatest gift that you, give, you can give to other people around you, it's genuine faith. When your faith is real, when it shows that you love God, that God is important, that your desire is to embody Christ, what would Jesus do? That you live in this matter, that you live a life of forgiveness, that you live a life of starting over again when it comes to letting go of the past, when it comes to having a healed heart where you don't hold back to resentment and in bitterness and so on, where you're able to bring it to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to live a life that, that is like yours. When on a daily basis, we desire to have a genuine faith. And when Paul talks to Timothy, he, is under, he, he reminds them of his sincere faith. And the danger for us is to lose our sincere faith or our genuine faith. Where we get caught up by this and we get caught up by that. And sometimes what we do is we live for our own life and we forget that the main calling that I have, the main calling that you have, when people look at you, they see you. Not Not perfection. But genuineness. And that's what we need to see in our lives. And that's what we want to see in us and transpire through our lives. Because we know that we transpire. Whatever we are will transpire by how we do life. So, so the challenge that we find in, in 2 Timothy chapter 1 is Paul is asking or telling Tim Timothy, remember, remember how genuine you are? Stay genuine. And the reason why he's saying this is because Timothy had hardship. It wasn't easy. Like he, he was young, in the, not young in the faith, but young in age. So at one point, Paul says to him, don't let people tag you because of your age. Like he was dealing with a lot of stuff. And, and so one of the danger that we face when it comes to 
dealing with a lot of stuff is to lose our, our genuineness, and we don't want to do that. So the heritage that you can give to other people, let's just be real. And, and when it comes to be real, it's to be transparent. And, and I believe that that's so important in a relationship. If there's no transparency in a relationship, what happens is that you just build walls. So, so transparency is very important. And so when we look at these two ladies of the faith, they were known by the Apostle Paul as being of sincere faith. And because it sh showed, it was there. It was, it was witnessed by the Apostle Paul that these two ladies were godly ladies that pursued God and had a, genu a, 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 a genuine faith for God. So, so, uh, so I think this is what we want to do. So we want to personify, personalize and experience Christ for our own. What is to have a genuine faith? It's like, it's your faith. You see? It's when God encounters you. When you walk with God, it's not because of your parents, or your grandparents, or, or anyone else. Is that you were encountered by God. You. You've met God. And when you meet God, it changes everything, right? If you met God, you see it changes everything. It's not a code of conduct. It's not rules and regulation. It's this person that meets you. And when he meets you, it changes everything. And so when we look at these two ladies, is that they had this encounter with their Jesus. It was their Jesus. Have you ever been in a situation where you, whatever you watch, whatever you do, and, and sometimes it's regarding, well, let's say you're watching a TV and they're just cursing the name of the Lord. And it just gets to you. Uh, or in a context where it, the, Lord, the name of the Lord is, is spoken in vain. And it just, just works in your heart, right? I, I don't know if it happens to you. It's a good thing when that happens to you because it shows that you have a heart for Jesus. That Jesus matters to you. Having a sincere faith it's to see Jesus matters to you. And then, because he matters to you, you live it out. And, and, and what happens is other people see it. And, and they're touched by it and moved by it, right? It, it's to carry out. It's, it's something that is ingrained in your life. It's embodied. I like what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. It's not on the back. It says, but he who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. So, so, so when it comes to having a genuine faith, it's to be one with the Lord. It, it says in, in Ephesians that we're fused with Christ, that when you say yes to Christ, when you invite Christ into your life, when you see your need of redemption and you, you invite Christ into your life and God comes in your life, you're fused with Christ. It says that, that, that you cannot separate you from Christ. You're seated in the heavenlies, meaning because Christ is seated in the heavenlies, you are there too. I don't really understand that, but the focus is that I'm fused with Christ. So having a genuine faith, it's to understand that I'm fused with Christ and, and Christ wants to work in my life. You know the biggest challenge in life it's a surrender to the Christ in me. Would you agree? It's a surrender to the, the Christ in me, to the work of the Holy Spirit that wants to promote Christ and, and wants to bring Christ forward. And, and so this is the battle of my desires and the battle of, of what Christ wants to do in my life. And so when it comes to having a 
genuine faith. It's the pursuit of Christ in one's life. It's, it's a desire of his influence and being tender. Uh, it's to cultivate a relationship with him and, and the thought that, God, I, I want you to be real in my life. And so, so when it comes to a genuine faith, it's called to be lived out. Like I said, Paul saw it in the life of these two ladies. And what does that mean is, is that you trust God. And, and it's not about manipulation and control. And sometimes what we do when we put God aside, we're trying to make things happen by ourselves. And we're trying to fix things. And, 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 and having a genuine faith is, is you know that you're not alone. You know that God is with you. Uh, it doesn't mean that you won't have any challenges that he's with you. You'll have challenges and you, you'll have some, some, some hardship, but you know you're not alone. He's with you. And so you're facing whatever you're facing, knowing that you're not alone. And that shows. When you handle stuff on your own without having Christ with you, it really shows the level of stress, the level of anxiety, and so, so forth. And, and I'm not saying here that we're all a finished product. We're all growing in it, and we want to grow in it. But, but, but genuine faith, there's, there's this trust. We're, we're not talking here about only genuineness. Would you agree? It's not just be genuine. And this is huge. You want to be genuine. But genuine faith. Or you trust in God and you rely on God. You know that he's with you. You put your confidence in him. You nurture him. You nurture yourself from his word where you say, God, I want to embody you. How do you want me to respond or how do you want me to act in this situation? What are the, what are the words that you want to speak through me? What are the actions that you want to display through me? So it's, it's a constant thing, right? You don't do it once in life and you're set up for the remaining of your life. It's a daily thing where we get up in the morning you say, God, I want to live a genuine faith. I want you to be in the center of all that I do. I want to speak your word. I want to have your thoughts. I want to have your spirit where it comes linked to my motivation. That is to see your will be done. And at the same time to see other people be blessed by you through me. And so that's what we want to see, right? And so, so when we look at living out my faith, it talks about surrender it talks about knowing that it's not going to be easy, but I'm anchored in his word and anchored in his promise. Um, it's a faith that stands up and fight. Uh, there's a story in Mark chapter 7, verse 28. It's a serial, serial um, Phoenician woman, Syrian Phoenician woman. And um, she's, not a, she's, she's not part of the household of Israel. She's a Gentile. And the mission of Jesus first was to come to the house of Israel. And then at Pentecost, uh, and also the, the next step was to see the gospel go all over the world. But the first mission that Jesus had was for the house of Israel. So what happened is going from Galilee to, to, uh, to, to, from Galilee to, to Judah, they, they walked, the shortest way was to walk through um, Samaria. And so there's a lady that is there. She has a daughter that is demon-possessed. But at the same time, she knows she doesn't have access to, to Jesus because Jesus first came to the Jews. And one of the names that the Samaritan were called, they were called dogs. Not, not a very good name, but that's how they were called dogs. And so she comes to Jesus, and she knows that she's not a Jew. She comes to Jesus, and he, she says, Jesus, you, I know that the dogs can eat crumbs from the table of their masters. So here I am. 
and people consider me as a dog because I'm a Samaritan woman, Cyrus, uh, Phoenician woman. And, and she says, I want some crumbs. And Jesus looked at his disciples. He says, I've never seen a faith like this in Israel. And I, I, and I look at this, and you really see the heart of a mother, right, that goes the extra mile, that fight for her own, that doesn't give up, even though there might be some roadblocks, even though there might be obstacles before, she just goes. She just goes for Jesus. And that's the heart we're called to have. And I, and I believe it's, it's, it's natural. God gave us this. But at the same time, it's, it's to remember that having a sincere faith, it's to fight for kids, to fight when it comes in prayer, uh, when, it comes to, uh, when it comes to standing, especially in prayer. And... Um, and I, I'll open this parenthesis. A prayer of a mother, it's life-changing. You know, I, and I, as I said, um, my mom is gone, and, and she prayed for me. Like I was not always on the right track, and she stood in the gap and prayed for me, fasted for me. It's unreal. I think about that. And, and like I said, I don't know, last week or the week before, we are a product of the investments of others in our lives. just want to encourage you that when you pray and you see God's face for those around you, it's not in vain. You might face situations that seems impossible, but turn to God. Have a genuine faith that gets a hold of God and doesn't, doesn't, doesn't quit and persevere, and, and I, I believe that you'll see God show up in your life. And, and it's beyond us. This is where trust comes in. But it's important for us to realize that the importance, one of the important things in life is to have a genuine faith. The question I have this morning, do you have a genuine faith? Are you going through the motion? Is Christianity just an idea? Or is it real to you? It has to be real in me. I need to embody it. And that's my call to you. If you can sum up this message, if I can sum up this message is, is as simple as this. Have a genuine faith. Go for God. Have a heart that is quick to repent. Have a heart that is tender, not to, not to like a heart that doesn't let its heart come hard. But have a genuine faith faith in God. And you will see God intervene. When I look at the impact of Timothy... When I look at the call that God, um, what, where Paul challenges him to, to Timothy, have a sincere faith, I'm challenged by it. Have a real heart for God and don't walk away from that and don't miss out on the fact that this is able to transform and have an impact on the life of others. We have some beautiful mothers in our midst. And there's some of you that your hope is to be a mother and you're struggling. Well, God sees you and we want to pray for you too. You might be here this morning and you've lost your mother and it's a hard day. And there's some of you, you don't want to celebrate Mother's Day because you were heart hurt. And your, your journey with your mother wasn't the greatest. I believe that God is able to heal your heart this morning and, and restore you. Um, when it comes to you, instead of um, living affected by it, is that you say, okay, God, I'll, 
I'll, I'll, I'll be a godly mother. I'll be a godly influence because you can shift that in your life. I don't think God wants you to be eternally hurt. He wants you to, to learn and be healed, but to learn and to move from there. But I believe that um, we're called to, to have this um, genuine faith. And I'd like to pray for the mothers at this point here. Uh, if you are a mother or, or let's say you, you're trying to be a mother and, and you're not there yet or you have obstacles, I invite you to stand. Can you stand, all the mothers? Can you stand? Mm, a lot of beautiful ladies in our midst. Can you, it's not a trick, but can you, can someone... Um, I'll ask everybody to stand. It's a lot easier to say that, to do that. I invite all of you to stand. I invite you to put your hand on, on the lady beside you. Right? If, if she's your wife or your mother, give her a hug. If she's a stranger, just keep your distance. Just put your hand on her shoulder. All right? Can we take the time just to pray for those around us? Can we do that? And you know, God is not impressed with her vocabulary. He's not impressed. He, he responds to the sincerity of your heart. Just pray a prayer of, a sincere prayer to the Lord to see a blessing and to see them just be touched by, by Jesus. Yes, Lord, come and touch every woman here. Mm, come and minister to each, each mother or mother-to-be. God, come and touch. Mm. Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you for all these awesome ladies in this place. And you see what they carry. You see their hearts, how much they love their kids. And you see the burdens they carry. Just pray that you would come and refresh them and renew them. That you would just love on them today, Lord. That they would, that they would know that they're loved by you and valued by you. Yes, Lord, come and give them rest in their bodies, rest in their soul. Father, that you would come and breathe life into them in a fresh way where they would walk with a genuine faith. Father, I pray that nothing would come in the way to delude or come to, to prevent them to have this genuine, real faith. And Father, I just pray that they would be contagious of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, and if you are a mother, serve yourself. If you are a mother-to-be, 
serve yourself. If not, well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May you have an awesome Mother's Day. Amen. So call your mother if she's not around. Minister to your mother today. All right. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.